welcome to the Willow in the Windies with David Oram. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Yardley tried his best, God had won the test. They gave the crowd plenty fun, the second test and West Indies won. With those little pals of mine, Hello and welcome to The Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean Cricket Podcast, with me, David Oram. For this additional uh, edition, this week, uh, I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Dr Andrew Ford from Barbados. Uh, Dr Ford, he's a regular panellist on the Mason and Guest show, uh, the cricket talk show in the Caribbean, in Barbados. And uh, he and I are going to be looking at the CARICOM panel's overview document that that has come out in the last seven days recommending the dissolution of the West Indies Cricket Board. Um, Andrew, it's good to hear from you. Thank you for joining me. Yes, hi David. Uh, Good to hear you and we miss you in Barbados and hope (laughs) to see you sometime soon. Well, I'm I'm hoping to to get out there perhaps to see one of the four-day games in in February, uh, uh, Andrew, Uh, assuming that uh, everything hasn't been uh, brought crashing down by this uh, CARICOM (laughs) panel's report. Um, Well, let's hope hope that everything will be in place when you get here. Yes, yes. Well... Let's have a chat about it. It's 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 twelve page document that makes for absolutely scintillating reading. I, I know you've been uh, up late at night poring over every single word of it, Andrew. Um, what, what what were your initial reactions to it? Well, I, I had a good read of it. It's a document which uh, suggests that the board in its present structure is antiquated and really needs to be revamped and is isn't really set up to to manage and to make West Indies cricket better in in our present time. Uh, it looked at quite a number of, of issues. It really looked at relationships between the board and its players and the board and the coach. It also looked at the lowliness of the West Indies team in 8th and ninth in one days and test matches. Uh, it also looked at the deficiencies in the in the administration of of the women's game and you know it suggested that the board should just resign and and Mm. be reformed and and have all sorts of changes uh applied Mm. yes it does it 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 packed a punch i felt andrew but i felt as though um despite it saying that this was not about personalities um i thought very much that there was Perhaps, perhaps I'm a cynic, I just felt that this report coming from uh, the backing that it had from CARICOM, from Dr Keith Mitchell, Dr Ralph Gonzalez and their, their appointees on the panel, I just really felt that um, the outcome of this report was going to be like this before it even been made. Am, am I too cynical about the, the, the people involved behind putting this together? Well, like after the pullout in India and, and the loss of forty-two million, and looking at you know really being bankrupt as a as a board, I think they thought it was necessary. But it it does uh, correspond with what the Patterson report and what the Wilkin report said. It's just mm-hmm. that they have been more assertive in in their wording and and what they're they're asking for. Mm. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. Okay, so the the their immediate demand really, is that the, the West Indies Cricket Board dissolves itself. 
um, that everybody resigns and that we now have uh, immediately an interim panel made up of whom they don't suggest but presumably they'd be their own uh, CARICOM's own appointees therefore political appointees therefore um, crossing the line that uh, the ICC does not like of political involvement within cricket governance um, that perhaps is a, a separate issue uh, perhaps they're right this is exactly what's needed uh, but w what what in the short term would a, an interim panel be able to achieve Andrew? Well it would be difficult for an interim panel because they, they would also be be using experts to to try to work out some of the the other functions of the board, the economic side, the marketing side, and the administrative side, and they also suggested that some of the areas were too close together and and couldn't function properly. But you know that that would be such a, a huge undertaking and would take uh, a great deal of time. But I think we're we're focusing on structure uh, of the board when we should really be looking at function of the administrative side of the. Uh, West Indies of uh, West Indies cricket. Uh, as a country, we have certainly tried to change almost everything that's related to West Indies cricket, from the players to the coaches, mm -hmm. the selectors, the managers. Uh, we've changed everything but the structure, and I guess the, the time has come now for the thinking that we should change the board. But we we have to understand that we have a, a functional problem, and one of the underpinnings of that functional problem is a lack of resources. Yeah. And the, the poor economic state of the board uh, probably makes them cut corners and not do the things that are necessary to make our cricket uh, better and to develop our players the way that they should. Yeah. No, that, that's a very good point. Um, yes, it would be lovely to have a, a, a utopian ideal of what uh, the structure of Caribbean cricket and Caribbean cricket itself would be, but th th there has to be a reality check as well. I'm not suggesting that the West Indies Cricket Board does make the best use of its resource, uh, but resource is very, very limited. Uh, to me, the biggest challenge is facing West Indies cricket uh, are the lack of money and also the, 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 the changing culture in the region towards cricket. Yeah, certainly cricket is, is just one of the sports instead of uh, the main sport. And young people have a lot of other things that uh, they want to look at. Mm. But over the next eight years, we know that India is expected to, to get 500 million, while Australia and England are supposed to get 150 million, while the West Indies only gets uh, 80 million. And a part of that money we, we owe uh, to the Indian Cricket Board, either in cash or in kind mm. but the thing is we need to find ways to develop our cricketers because the cricketers are the people who will help to raise West Indies cricket yes the board doesn't uh, have good interpersonal relationships yes they do not have the foresight to see how much cricket we should play and who we should play in order to come up in the ranks or to to be able to qualify for the for the ICC 50 over tournament but the thing is that our young cricketers are very competitive at the under 19 level but mm. yet over the next 10 years to 15 years during the life of a international cricketer our, our players uh, development is seriously retarded both uh, technically and psychologically and I think mostly psychologically but that also is reflecting the fact that we just don't get to play enough cricket and we're limited because of our resources to cutting back on the formats the, the length of the the time
we play the cricket and also the the quality of the cricketers have have diminished a great deal and you know when you look at it we we have been unable to produce a, a batsman of any significant caliber since Christopher Gale and that's he started in in 2000 mm -hmm. and if you look at bowlers uh, maybe Kimar Roach hasn't been that bad and he started in 2006 that's nine years ago but before that it may have been Ambrose and Walsh and maybe Fidel Edwards and maybe to a lesser extent Jerome Taylor so we're not producing this is nine years of not producing our cricketers are, are actually getting worse and I guess mm -hmm. we have to look at ways of, of rectifying that I don't think changing the board structure and will necessarily cure all those things. It's, we, we have a lot of other things to work on. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I, as I say, I, I have a lot of problems with this report, and uh, this report does uh, identify a lot of areas of the, in which the West Indies cricket and uh, the West Indies cricket board is at fault. Um, and yet, perhaps you've uh, touched upon a couple of things that are most damning that it doesn't even mention. Um it clearly is a big problem that the lack of finance and the lack of sponsorship for cricket in the region, and yet uh, two of the biggest areas in which the West Indies Cricket Board have shot themselves in the foot in recent years aren't even mentioned. Uh, one of those being, as you alluded to, their their agreement to the uh, uh, the, the re-slicing of the pie of the ICC, uh, with the the big three taking greater greater slices of uh, of revenue. Uh, and also the West Indies Cricket Board's sale, effectively, of what was possibly their biggest asset, 2020 Cricket, to a private company. Yeah, it's unfortunate that, that we are uh, a region who plays really good 2020 Cricket, and all of our stars are presently 2020 Cricketers, and uh, selling off the 2020 franchise after doing such a horrible job of trying to have a a tournament ourselves and marketed is quite unfortunate. So agreeing to the 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 big three having all of the revenue in cricket and then not having a revenue source of our own has really hurt us uh, a great deal. Mm. So we are we are now functioning as an associate uh, territory of sorts, and not having the revenue is will will keep us down, and that will prevent us from from really being able to compete because we're thought of so unfavorably. We get lesser and lesser test match uh, tours. Instead of five test match series, we only get two. And maybe we get a few one-day internationals and T20s. But finding revenue and sponsorship is one of the big problems for West Indies cricket in order to get the stuff done that we want, to maintain the stadium that we have. Mm. And also, when you think about it, sometimes we use a, a stadium that's so large and the population is so small, we can't fill it. So we, we can't even create the atmosphere that we need for the cricket. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no... As, as, I, as I said before, there's the, this, this document points... Makes, it makes some good points, but it does continually come back pointing the finger at the WICB. Uh, the WICB hasn't done a good job traditionally, but as Viv Richards pointed out the other day, I don't think it's changed in um, the way it has operated through the good times and bads. That is not a reason for it to stay in its present form, but this draconian reaction to scrap it now have an interim board Ap apart from anything else we've identified there's a lack of finance here just just going through how they would change things um you you've got levels my question would be who's paying for all this you've got caricom 
bringing in a review panel, it then says that that review panel would uh, have then a nominations council, which would work um, alongside a change management expert in collaboration with, hopefully, the Caribbean Development Bank in trying to identify finance to set up a team of consultants which would hire a headhunting firm to bring about first an interim board and then a new board. Who is paying for all of this? Where are they getting this money from for this, this, this great thing, which, which they suggest by mere scrapping of the WICB will then make everything good and well again? Yeah, certainly, I think it's a, it's a simplistic view and a, and a very expensive chain reaction that, <laughs> that has been mentioned in the report. Uh, but again, it's not structure, it is just purely function. Uh, a lot of that money that, that can be raised to do all these things really can be better used if put into the cricket. But I think the main uh, drawback of the board is to really come up with uh, subcommittees which can be outside of the board to, to identify all the things that need to be fixed in order for West Indies cricket uh, to improve. Yeah. And, you know, one of our big problems is the surfaces that we play on, the pitches. Our pitches are, are really old and weary and slower and lower, and it's, it's come to such a state that someone could just turn their arm over and bowl slowly and and they take the bulk of the wickets every every uh, season. So what this does is that the batsmen uh, play on surfaces which are, are not like the surfaces they're going to gonna encounter when they go on tour and we, we end up picking the wrong bowlers and invariably we end up picking the wrong batsmen or the batsmen aren't equipped to to play on the faster surfaces so i think pitches and uh, also working on the players also making sure that the structure and the the tournaments we play make sense they, they looked a lot at the women's cricket yeah. and how women's cricket even <laughs> though it's doing well isn't being well managed which is true and they they suspect that you know in a few years when this uh, group is gone the, the women's cricket will start to to plummet just like the men's cricket yeah. and and they only play 50 over uh, cricket when they actually internationally play 20 and 50 over and occasionally they play test cricket yeah. and the same thing has happened to the the men's game we would play uh right right now we're playing four day cricket which is good uh because we're going on a test on a test tour but sometimes we would play t20 pick a team based on t20 scores and then send them to play uh <laughs> test cricket uh, and you know the selectors are looking at the wrong format they they don't there's no continuity as to as to what they started with and who did well and trying to problem solve in a in a you know in a logical selection way uh, how the team should go and you know th th there's so many other problems that even if we got yeah. rid of the board and we did all the things the report said the structure uh, of the the functioning of the cricket would still be the same. Yeah, we would have spent a lot of money and time, and we would just have looked at all the problems. But, but where are the solutions? Yeah, yeah, that, 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 absolutely. Um, okay, that, that's the, the fundamental problem I have with this document as a whole. Is it throws a lot of brickbats? Um, it's got a lot of easy targets. Um, the West Indies Cricket Board has not conducted itself in a particularly great manner in the last couple of years, and there's been a lot of people targeting uh, Dave Cameron in particular. And uh, one or two of the things he's done and said have certainly invited that. But 
certainly their efforts to professionalise cricket with the professional cricket league, the the, the four day region, have all been moves in the right direction. They've probably made more moves in the right direction um, in the last few years, or certainly been more proactive in recent years than they have in generations. Yes, that's true. I mean, the the professional league. I think they they're more uh, in tune with what economically uh, is is necessary for the cricket. But again, the revenue is the big big problem, and I think yeah. we definitely will have to get more money, or we will be extinct in ten years. I mean, it's it's actually looking that way. We've been on a downward spiral with our production and and the way the players function. And I, I just I think the players may need re-educating. Mm. Uh, as far as uh, you know, we need players that that feel West Indies cricket is an important thing to maintain. We need players who have pride and have focus and. Uh, do things in a professional way and also care about themselves. Uh, we need players who, who who care about their fitness and who behave like professional players, but when they're off-season or not on tour, they do all the necessary groundwork uh, to keep themselves fit and to learn about their opposition. And But psychologically, uh, the players are, are just not uh, developing the way that we'd like them to. And in the long run, what is West Indies cricket except for the players? The players, everything revolves around the players. And as administrators and as facilitators and everything else, it's really about getting the players right. So that's what West Indies cricket has has to work on. And certainly we also have to work on how do we get enough money to develop something that I've always said uh, about when we're on tour, when we are, are in the region. I think when we're in the region, we need about uh, 30 players or at least 22, 24 players uh, moving around and the extra ones being uh, financed by their, their countries or, or some private finances because mm. uh, players need to get into the right environment. The coach needs to know who the fringe players are that he can uh, pull from. He has to know their skills and their the strengths and weaknesses, and certainly we need to have two teams uh, developing. And what about A-team cricket? I mean, yeah. the, not having A-team cricket is a failing of the board, but it's all about the money yeah. to, to send these cricketers to experience all the different environments. And, and these are, are problems that we have to focus on more uh, acutely than really if a board should be made up of, of two directors from six territories or, or <laughs> nine no, I couldn't agree more. Um, I spoke recently to, to Graham West, the head coach at the High Performance Centre, and he couldn't emphasise enough the importance of 18 cricket, but it's had to cut back because of the, the lack of finance. Um, the Caribbean is going through um, a period of recession itself and is feeling the, the knock-on effects of what happened to, to the rest of the world. Um Financially, the the money simply isn't there. You make a very very good point about players' responsibility. That was the gist of what Sir Garfield Sobers was talking about recently. Uh, the players need to take more responsibility and be better educated in what the expectation is of the Caribbean culture and the people that they're 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 representing. This this report just addresses itself. It says everything that's wrong with West Indies cricket, but then just points the finger back at the West Indies Cricket Board. It doesn't address, for example, the problems of Weeper, where a lot of what happened in India with the pullout was based on the 
complete collapse of trust uh, amongst that association. And, and everybody blamed the West Indies Cricket Board for that. Well, if the West Indies Cricket Board was in the, was in the position to be running Weeper as well, well, that would actually be a much more worrying and damaging situation to be in. Yes, definitely. I think the the board may have dropped the ball as far as mediating and and realizing mm. the the need to to mediate in a in a fast and effective way. I think yeah. that no one had ever perceived the the pullout of the tour being a a possibility because we've always had uh, kind of uh, people a standoff just before a tour or you know everything happened just before a tour. Yeah, and, yeah. and this is a problem that we had. Especially when Ram Narain was the was the <laughs> president of Weeper, but uh, things have cooled down quite a lot. But you know, the players have to understand that they were once uh, the people at the fringes too. And because you've made it, doesn't mean that you have to demand uh, being remunerated uh, at the expense of everyone else. The truth of the matter is, if you're an international cricketer, you can get your revenue from other other areas too. From from private uh, tournaments and, and other things. And as a cricketer, you have to build your brand. You have to also market yourself. You have to be able to think of after cricket. And, you know, again, it points back to, to the cricketer and how what type of cricketer are we really making. The thing is, all of the, the beautiful talents that we had and the genius is shriveling in the cricket. And, and we're just left with, with, uh, with average players. Mm. But I hope that we can... We can really come together and do something. And, and, you know, the board and the governments really should be looking at the legacy of West Indies cricket, what it means, what it's done, the way we dominated. And they should really agitate the ICC as, as a matter of urgency and any other private enterprise they can about the, the need for more money and, and drop-in pitches and, and all the other things that the players need to, to bring us back to the standard that we need to. I think that's the urgent thing that we need to. The fact that we agreed yeah. to, to three countries getting the bulk of the pie and, and saying, well, maybe if we play them, we'll make something. We have to really do something to represent and to, to ask for for some sort of something to be done to help us rather mm. than, than to just try to be on everyone else's coattails. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the money just simply isn't there and it's not going to uh, just just appear out of thin air and th- there just needs to be a more rational response to how st- the Caribbean structures its cricket. But you, you talked there about um, where it's going to perhaps be in five to ten years. I think the thing that's not spoken about in this report, which I think is the genuine fear of so many observers, is that the West West Indies cricket is heading. It's not the board that's heading towards dissolution. It's West Indies cricket itself. That if the money isn't there, that the regional boards are almost going to be forced into a situation where it's every man for himself, having to pay for its own cricketers and its own identity, and the collective identity will cease to exist. That's true, and we're, we're you know we we don't want to be an associate because the way cricket is is played. Uh, all of the tournaments and everything is so close, uh, close in. There has been no real expansion of cricket uh, globally at all. We're still having the same countries, and we have some some small states, Ireland, and for one time Kenya. But nobody's developing their new. There are no new test playing countries. The standard of cricket around the fringes of the of the top eight or nine 
have not expanded as it has for rugby and for other things. And now we want to make the World Cup smaller. <laughs> we don't want we don't want countries that are on the fringes to have a chance to play better uh, countries because we think it may be boring. But the thing is, it's just stifling the cricket and making everything get smaller and smaller. The the way that the ICC is uh, going with cricket, we may have maybe four or or six countries playing cricket uh, sometime in the future, yeah. and and it will just be a historical. Uh, reflection of, of cricket uh, and what, what used to be and looking at some films. But but certainly uh, a lot has to be done with, with West Indies cricket. Uh, I think that we need to have uh, some some groups come together to look at solutions for, for cricket rather than to lay blame and fault. I think that if we all are invested and care about the cricket, it's time to look at how we can make it better. And, you know, the... the Cricket in the West Indies is as strong as the clubs. Mm. And when you look at it, the club structure in each territory is is dwindling. You know, there's no... Uh, Jamaicans will call it vibes. The, the, the players don't discuss cricket. They're, they're not as uh, devoted to it as before. So if we have weak clubs, then we produce weak cricketers. And then, by extension, the, the boards are, yeah. are weak. And, and there are even aspects of uh, our cricket in the islands that have been weak now for for just as long as West Indies cricket has been weak, and, and they keep getting weaker. Yeah. Yet they get the same representation. And we have, uh, like, the UE team, which is, is proving to be a force in the region, but yet because of... Uh, the way we want to keep the structure the way that it was, uh, we're not letting them come through and to play more cricket because that should really be a feeding team to the other uh, uh, regions that we territories that we have. But I guess having this new professional league, I'm hoping that it will make a difference, and you know we need to to all get better. Yeah, yeah, no, and and as you quite rightly indicated there, it's it's the culture of the Caribbean that has taken this. Great change. The the, fi- the final line of the uh, the report: cricket is a unifying force in the Caribbean. True, a game we all love and che- cherish. True, and a growing economic subsector in our society. In our societies, it's it's not growing. It's it's, it's been shrinking. It's been shrinking for certainly in parallel with West Indies' decline as a global cricketing force. Um, it has increasingly become a subsector of the Caribbean society in that it's no longer uh, a ma- major part. Cricket, uh, for many, many generations, was part of the actual lifeblood. But but the, the indicators are sort of quite clear. How many young men do you see playing cricket on the beaches in the Caribbean anymore? You just don't. You just don't. Yeah, it's it's diminished a lot, and you know only when when there's cricket being played. Sometimes you see some youngsters playing playing a lot more cricket, but you just have to go to a a ground, a club ground, and watch watch a match. Uh, you just have to go and watch a uh, one of the professional league matches. Uh, the only thing that brings the crowd in is the T20, mm. and and this this crowd is uh, the may not be the die-hard cricket fan, but the new cricket fan, and we certainly do need that. But yeah. the thing is, we, we get most of our cricket now from TV rights, or maybe sponsorship. The The contribution of the of the crowd has, has certainly diminished, and that, that represents how, how the rank and file feels about cricket. Yeah. Even in the 
in the in Barbados, uh, the the members, the membership has has dwindled. Yeah. Uh, there was a time when you you could sit around and you knew everyone who sat down next to you that was a member because for every match you were there. <laughs> but now you can't even find those people. <laughs> there's there's nobody there. You know? yeah. So uh, you know I. I you know, we, we're all pained by, by what we see in our cricket. And, you know, we we look at, even looking at the scores in the regional games here, there, there, were, there were some games where teams just didn't make 200. Yeah. Or a team makes three 350, and then it gets bowled out for less than, than 150 the second inning. So uh, definitely something has to be done uh, to make the cricketers better. And yeah. however we can get that done, and that is solution. Mm-hmm. And if we get better cricketers, we will create uh, more avenues for for wealth in cricket. Uh, but certainly, we need something to help us work on on how we function and to get to get more revenue to make us grow. But yeah. as it is, we're just gonna dwindle and dwindle. I I I I I, I agree with you. It's, it's depressing. It's, 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 depressing it's, it's very depressing. Yeah. And I also think there is a lack of um, reality. Going back to the, the beach cricket analogy, I think it was Craig Cozy that said to me, when I said, you just don't see people playing cricket on the beach anymore, he said, oh, no, but you do. But if you do, it's a bunch of middle-aged men. And I <laughs> think, even if you look at shows like Mason and Guests, uh, or who those fans are at those games. And I read somewhere the other day the Guyana match had 47 people there to watch. This is wow. the four-day champions. Um, yes. And even the members of this, this panel and this committee, the people that care very, very much about West Indian cricket are generally an older generation. And it isn't engaging in any way, shape, or form, the same numbers of younger people, and I'd like to see. And when I say younger people, I probably mean just anybody under the age of forty, but people yeah. of a more active age to find ways to identify, making it much more part of the youth culture uh, again, and have their views on how can the Caribbean re-engage with its youth to make cricket part of the fabric of society as it once was. That, to me, is something that needs addressing. Certainly, from an educational standpoint, I mean, there we, we could have some courses uh, on cricket history or something to mm. to at least make younger people more aware and more interested in cricket. But we, we just need also a talent search in West Indies cricket. Yeah, uh, we we have to to uh, look for people who have the the structure that you know is suited for cricket. You know, we 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 have. A dearth of fast bowlers. We need to look for people who are tall and and strong, and and you know maybe encourage them and and have some some imaginative competitions to look look for talent. Because sometimes someone can have the talent, but they just need uh, the nod or the encouragement. We we need to think outside the box. But the thing is, we've been doing things the same way it's been done, and I think that's the indictment on the board and as it is. And I can understand the frustration of the panel that's calling for it to be disbanded. Yeah. Uh, There are some new things that need to be done. But I think that everybody has to come together to find the solutions instead of of picking at at, you know, the next the next victim. You know, there were times when we said, Oh well, uh, Richie Richardson is what's wrong with the team. (laughs) Then we went through captain to captain. Then we said, Oh, it's the selectors that are 
that need fixing. Uh, and then we say, oh, it's the coach. And, and now people are saying it's Clive Lloyd. And, you know, we keep looking at personalities. Yeah. And, and, you know, now they say, oh, Holder's too young. Holder shouldn't be the captain. Or Ramden wasn't, <laughs> wasn't good enough. But, you know, every every successive uh, week team, uh, every new captain is inherits the team that failed from before yeah. and you know we have to <laughs> really do something different I guess looking at this young team that's inexperienced and seeing this selection panel stick with them even though they have deficiencies is something different uh, and I'm hoping that these guys would have an aptitude to grow and to improve and you know maybe you know we've come back to the region and we've seen Hope make, make runs we've seen Craig Brathwaite make runs even uh, we've Chandrika. seen Chandrika make runs <laughs> uh, we, we've seen we've seen the players that have gone away even though uh, we don't see them dominating the way that the older players have mm. uh, we've still seen a few signs of, of you know things that are, are happening so uh, I'm hoping that they will just keep improving, but we have to, so many changes that need to be done within the next year to make cricket, uh, to save cricket from 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 dying, really. Mm. Yeah, well, I think what we've probably both agreed on, that uh, however, whatever reservations we have about this, this latest report, that doing nothing is certainly not an option. Definitely. Yeah. We all need to get together and, and, and come up with the solutions. Yeah. Rather than lay the blame and get the the cricket functioning the way that it should, yeah, no, uh, no, and I hope we can do that. Absolutely, um, but I don't expect the board to just suddenly resign and you know to, that was my to say okay, you have a point. <laughs> uh, let's throw in the towel and you know you do what you want to do. I, I don't see that happening. So you know, and and the board is an entity on its own. Uh, governments uh, do what governments do and. You know, still there's some separation between the two. So perhaps, I don't think this will be. This is something that will be enacted anytime soon. Well, perhaps that's uh, helped me to frame why I have this problem with this report because it is confrontational. Uh, I don't think it actually helps the situation. I think all parties, um, including the board, WEPA, governments, really should be working together to yeah. find yeah. and and yes if they don't think the, the WICB works well and I agree with them then there should be a phased dissolution and a phased program into organizing something forward forward moving forward looking rather than right pointing the finger all you lot should resign uh, because this is what's wrong um, that is actually going to put the backs up of the West Indies cricket board people, and they'll resist it, and we'll still have this confronta- confrontational blame culture. Yes, yes. Uh, job number one is finances. Mm. Uh, job number two is cricketers and cricket development. Job number three should be just trying to get the the forms of the cricket and the right amount of cricket there, and uh, getting the psychological development of the players sorted out. Uh, there's so many things that have to be done. The pitches, yeah. uh, the the venues, you know, uh, marketing, uh, sponsorship. Oh, it's a lot of work that needs to be done. Yeah, no, I, I, there is, and I personally, I would start with um, trying to identify genuine revenue sources. Rather, yes, definitely. Rather and long-term measures rather than the short term of, oh, uh, we've got 2020 cricket, it's popular in the Caribbean, right, let's sell it. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Madness. <laughs> yeah, it's like giving up your 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 ace, you know. Oh. That 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 wasn't that wasn't smart marketing. So definitely, we know that the board needs some help with marketing. Yeah, uh, that that's 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 urgent. But you know, I I don't think I know that they some they subcontract some of these things, but definitely uh, they need to improve. Marketing should be one of their priorities in order to to have the engine to make the rest of the the cricket function the way that we want. Yeah. Well, I think we've probably uh, blown ourselves out on this. Um, I, I've got copious notes on these 12 pages, but I'm now starting to bore myself, and not just you, Andrew, <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with, with my observation. I think perhaps the, the, the way forward is if I could commission a, a new report, perhaps from uh, uh, some intelligent people like yourself, Dr. Don Marshall, other uh, people I, I respect and their, their, their insights into... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a more uh, a more inclusive way forward for Caribbean cricket rather than just uh, saying it's your fault no it's your fault but it's your fault and though I suspect we're going to just see more and more of the same yeah solutions for West Indies cricket that that's the should be a possible title for the next report mm, yeah hey ho well I think that's about it uh, Andrew thank you ever so much for uh, spending time to pick through it with me yeah, it was a pleasure talking to you, David, as usual. And you know, let's let's keep the conversation going. And if if enough people that care about the cricket hear their views about the cricket, maybe uh, together we can come up with with the solutions. Well, let's let's hope so. Let's let's pray so. Uh, thank you to Andrew Fall for joining me on uh, this edition of the Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. And I hope you can join me and probably Reds Pereira on her next show in a few days' time. Goodbye.